Good morning, everyone. I want to thank, uh, as always, Elliot Olswang for sponsoring our Wednesday morning learning in memory of his beloved mother, Mary Olswang Eisenberg, who's in the Shema Shalev and Aliyah. And today, Yom HaZikaron, we also dedicate our learning and all the learning in the shul throughout the day to the uh, Aliyah's Neshama of the precious tens of thousands of soldiers who gave their lives and thousands of victims of terror who died, Akidosh Hashem, securing, protecting, founding our sacred homeland and protecting the Jewish people around the world. We are uh, forever grateful to them and think of them on this, uh, on this important day. Okay, we continue, Mesil Sisharm, we're still in the opening chapter. Defining a person's duty, responsibility, obligation in the world. The Ramchal has been hammering into us the notion that the happiness, the joy, the fulfillment that we all seek and crave does not come as the result of satisfying our own urges or temptations or impulses. It doesn't come from what we can extract or take from the world, but rather it comes by defining our mission, by understanding what we can contribute to the world. In fact, each of our precious soldiers who gave their lives died our Kiddush Hashem fulfilling a mission. They paid the ultimate sacrifice. They gave the greatest mysterious nefesh towards a greater cause and towards a greater mission, namely that of the Ribbono Shalom. So we continue. We were discussing, uh, we left off last week, that if you look around this world with its pain and its suffering, its struggles and travails, the Ramchal says, one can't help but conclude this isn't it. This can't be it. We live 70 years, 80 years, 120 years, if we're lucky, and in the span of eternity, that's nothing. It's a blip in the screen, and what those 70 or 80 years are filled with? Krechts and pains and doctor's visits and discomfort and problems and financial challenges and relationships that struggle. This is it, it can't be. There must be something more. That's what our rabbis taught us. The Medrash quotes on the Pasuk in Kohelas, even the soul will not be satisfied. We're made up of two things simultaneously. We have a physical being, we're an animal, we have animal impulse, animal drive, animal temptation, animal instinct, but we also have a godly soul, what we call a chilek mimal. God breathed life into us. We carry it. We have that capacity for discipline, for self-control, for patience. We have the discipline to hold out for the bigger picture and for the bigger payday or for that which matters. And you know, the neshama, the nefesh, is not satisfied or distracted by the urges of the body. We spoke last week about the amateurs who eat too much at the appetizer. They take too much bread at papagayo. You've got to pace yourself and time yourself. That's what they're counting on. That's where they make their money. You've got to wait. Don't, don't even eat the chicken. The first course they're going to try to serve you. Wait for the meat. So the meat is what satisfies the neshama. Don't give in to the urge and craving of the body. The salad, the pita tasted good because you came in too hungry. You didn't eat in three days in anticipation. But don't give in. It's counterfeit. It's bogus. Wait for the bigger payday of the neshama. And the neshama knows the difference. And the medrash gives a parable. An ordinary townsman who married the, do- the king's daughter. Anything that he brings her from this world is of no significance. She's the daughter of the king. What is this lowly townsman going to bring her? What gift is he going to provide when she grew up in the palace in the lap of luxury with indulgences? She had everything that she could ever want. Kacha nefesh. So, so to the soul. The soul, you can feed the soul the greatest delicacies. The most, even the main course of the meat, 
You can feed the soul the physical pleasure of intimacy and lust. You can give the soul honor. You can give the soul status. You can give the soul material wealth. But the soul, the soul comes from above, from Hashem. It's tasted eternity. When you've tasted eternity, when you've touched HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you're not distracted. You're not satisfied by that counterfeit, fleeting, temporary pleasure. You want more. Against your will, you're created. Against your will, you're born. The neshama doesn't want to be here. The neshama craves purity, a pure environment to return, to restore, to reconnect with Hashem from which the neshama came. The neshama tolerates being here. Why? Because through the body, which is the instrument of free will, the neshama is able to grow. The soul is confronted every moment of every day with choices. Will I eat whatever I want or will I make sure it's kosher? Will I stuff it in my face like an animal? Or will I make a bracha and say thank you first? Will I get up early for davening and be there on time? Say every word carefully, not talk, not leave early, not be looking at my phone? Or will I not make it to shul or will I be distracted? Will I have a conversation which isn't much of a conversation? Will I be honest on my income taxes or am I going to cut corners? Will I, every single moment of every single day, the soul is confronted through the instrument and the medium of the body with choices to make that impact the soul. The soul is expanded, the soul grows, the soul earns merit, it elevates, it is enriched, it is exalted through those choices. Or the soul is diminished, it's brought down, it's contaminated, it's compromised through the wrong choices. But the soul doesn't really want to be here. It's just using this world as a vehicle to make the choices. So you think you're going to bribe the soul with a good meat and potatoes? You think you're going to bribe the souls with the finest single malt or the greatest Cuban cigar? The soul knows better because the soul has tasted more. And we all know that because we've had points in our lives. We have witnessed miracles We have seen magnificent sights. We've understood and studied nature. We've had a spiritual awakening in Ni'ilah, in Akumzitz, during davening. We've had those moments where we have actually nourished our soul and the soul has tasted the real thing and it knows never again to be distracted or satisfied with a counterfeit version. My friends, we see this in the world around us. The people who have most amassed and accumulated all the things that satisfy the body, their souls are empty and they're hungry. Do we go a week without reading about a celebrity, an athlete, a wealthy person, a famous person who overdosed, who did something to sabotage their own life? Why is it when they've attained everything, when you have everything, when you can afford everything, why is it that there's a correlation with addiction to drugs, to alcohol, to behavior which sabotages success? Because for so many who've held out their whole lives, if only, if only I had money, if only I had honor, if only I had celebrity status, if only I had power, I'd be happy. Well, what happens when you gain those things and you're still not happy? What happens if you have money, honor, and power and you feel more empty than ever before? Then you need to numb yourself. And that's what we see all around us. We live in a world of greater luxury, greater comfort, greater convenience, greater pampering for the body, the pleasures of the goof have more than ever before and there's less happiness and less satisfaction, less meaning, more anxiety, more depression, more drug use, more addiction because the more one thinks that those things are what provide meaning, the emptier you'll feel as a result and the more you realize there's nothing wrong. Again, 
Enjoy the delicious steak. Smoke the fine cigar. Drink the delicious fine wine. There's nothing wrong with the pleasures of the body as long as they are in the appropriate context and with the appropriate purpose and so on. But they're not the ends. They're the means to achieve more. They're the means for the neshama to thrive and to flourish and to grow. And the neshama, our neshama, based on what we've experienced in our lives, we all know better. In Cain, we're finishing up. If the soul is repulsed by those fake counterfeit things, that's not why God created the world. Really, the 70, 80, 120 years we're here is to make the right choices for that soul so we could spend eternity in bliss. And if you think whatever you enjoy physically in this world is pleasurable, it is nothing compared to the bliss of the world to come. This is obvious to any thinking and thoughtful person. Please have a great and meaningful day.